Brother Dwayne. Amen. Amen. I want to thank God for being here this morning. Mm-hmm. Ask y'all to pray for me. You know, uh, I've been feeling good all these weeks that I didn't have to preach or do anything. And now all of a sudden, I got sick. And I always blame it on the kids at school. <laughs> but I think I think that's where I did get it from. If not, I got it from Coach. Uh-huh. We said the same office together. Uh, at this time, we... We uh, asked to keep, uh, like Brother Marcus stated in his uh, in his uh, in his prayer and the announcement, keep Sister Ford in your prayers as as she's dealing with uh, with her dealing with cancer at this time, and also uh, myself and Brother James and Marcus and Sister Cheryl and Sister Bo Calloway, and also Sister Joya. We had a chance to funeralize. The Scully family, keep them in your prayers. Brother James has known that family for a long period of time. And uh, I can't imagine being married to someone for 61 years and she passed away. <laughs> That's a long time. That's longer than what I have been living. That's Brother James, almost Brother James' age. They've been married. They've been together for that long time. And uh, just looking at him yesterday, just continue to keep him in your prayers. Um, uh, as he deal with the loss of his wife. Yes. Uh, today, <coughs> the title of my lesson is Don't Forget About the House of God. You know, a lot of times we forget a lot of things. I forget my keys. I forget where I put them at. I forget my glasses. I f- Always seem like always I forget where I put my wallet at. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we forget about different bills that need to be paid. And uh, I want us to understand how detrimental forgetting something is. Um, the definition for forget is to neglect, to do, or to bring or to mention something, or they have, uh, I forgot my raincoat, uh, fail to remember, fail to recall, fail to think of, uh, ne- neglect, fail, omit. Uh, and the ones I like, it says, stop thinking about. <clears throat> think no more of. Cease to think of and cease to remember. And a lot of times, that goes with the household of the Lord. That goes with our soul. Um, me and Officer Hall, we were, we were talking about uh, raising kids. He has a little daughter. And he said, Coach, I can't see how somebody could forget that they have a child and they don't take care of their child. But I say it happens every day. We see it every day. We forget that we have a, a child. <laughs> They have a child, and they neglect the child. They cease. They stop thinking about that child. They think no more of that child. They cease to think of. They cease to remember about that child. A lot of times we do that with our cars, with our maintenance, our oils, our our tires, different things. And when you do that, what happens next? The car starts to break down. Okay, a lot of times we do that with our yards, we do that with our grass, we do that with our house. And when we stop taking care of our house, they start breaking down. 
So when you start taking care of something, what happens? It breaks down. When you stop exercising in your body and eating right, your body starts to break down. You know, you are not the same person that you once was before. And now let's bring it back to the household of the Lord. Uh, Brother Steve, do you have that passage for me, Haggai? Chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 2. And just read it slow. I just want to bring uh, I just want to bring us back up to date. Chapter 1. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. The people are saying, the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Now, who said that? The people said that. The Lord didn't say that. The people say the time has not come to build the household of the Lord. Verse 3. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Okay. Why are you living in such luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? My Lord. Keep going. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Look at what's happening to you. Uh-huh. You have planted much. But harvest little. Uh huh. You eat, but are not satisfied. Mm hmm. You drink, but are still thirsty. Mm hmm. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Mm hmm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. Stop right there. Think about us today. I want us to bring this back and think about us today. Israel had some problems. They had, their crops was failing, their cattle was dying. Everything in their lives was going wrong because they didn't put the household of the Lord first. They forgot about the household of the Lord. Haggai said, it's like you're eating, but you never get full. You ever heard, had that person, they just eat, 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 but they never get full? You're drinking, but you, you never quench your thirst, you know? It seems you're working hard. You ever had that person working hard, working hard, but every time they get paid, their whole check is gone before they get paid? It seems like you're putting whatever you have in a bag with holes. You ever went to the grocery store and packed the bags and then you took by two or three steps and the whole everything fell out of the, the, the grocery bag because the man didn't double the bag? Or you took, got the little uh, Walmart bag and the, 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 the thing wasn't strong enough and then everything is out, out in the open. That's what was happening to them. They were working, they were eating, and they were doing everything. But it was a bag of holes. You know, God gave them everything, but they still wouldn't listen to God. Think about ourselves. God gave us everything. Are we listening to God today? God put clothes on their back. God put shoes on their feet. And God put food in their stomachs. But they would not obey God. Now let's think about these people. The Bible said they forgot about God. God said when you return from Babylon captivity, I want you to build the house of the God. I want you to establish worship. He said, I want you to build a household of God and I want you to establish worship. That's what he told them. That's what he told them. Now think about this. Israel is coming back from Babylonian, Babylonian captivity. They had been there for 70 years. Now if God, if I've been in slavery for 70 years, whatever God told me to do, I'm going to do it. 
for 70 years and they still was hard-headed and they still didn't do what God said and they still forgot about the household of God, he only asked them to do one thing. He said, I want you to build the temple and I want you to establish worship. That's all he didn't ask them to do anything else. He didn't ask them to do anything else. For 70 years, God allowed Babylon to take them into slavery. God said, and then when he brought them out of slavery, he said, I'm going to give you the land flowing with milk and honey. He didn't just give them any land. He gave them the best land. He gave them the best of the best. He gave them houses they didn't have to build. He gave them wells they didn't have to dig. He gave them trees they didn't have to plant. All they had to do was move in. Suppose somebody gave you a house and gave you a land and gave you everything. All you had to do was move in. And that's what he gave them. All they had to do was move in. They didn't have to do nothing else but do what God said do. God said, when you get there, don't forget about me. You ever had that person at work? Hey, you going to lunch? Then when they go to lunch and they forget about you and you depending on them to bring you lunch. That ain't never had to work. <laughs> That's a bad feeling because you got to go the rest of the day without nothing to eat. You know? Oh, man, I forgot. I forgot. They forgot about God. How about us? When we get our new house, when we get our education, when we get our stomachs full, when we, when we get money in our pockets, do we forget about God? Huh? When we get on F, you know, see, it's easy to remember God on E. But do when you get on F or when you got a half a tank, you know, do you remember God? That's the question. Do you remember God when you on F? When you high on the mountain, when everything is going good for you, do you remember God? When you got the best education, do you remember God? You know what? I always state that, you know, a lot of people when they get education and they get different things, do they remember the tutors? Do they remember the, the extra credit? Do they remember the teacher giving them a second chance? Do they remember those things? Huh? Do they remember the teacher letting them take the test over? Say, I know you can do better than this, son. I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a redo. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give you a retry. Come to my office at this time. And then he go down the hall and all the answers right there. <laughs> do we act like the Israelites today? Do Southwest Broward act like the Is Israelites today? But do you know what problem they had? Their priorities was misplaced. Their priorities were misplaced. Their priorities. Brother James, get for me Exodus 20, 3 through 5. Harry, get for me uh, Matthew 22, uh, 27. And Steve, get, uh, I want you to stay at Haggai. They had misplaced priorities. They did not put God work first. But let's see what God want us to do. Exodus chapter 20. Verse 3 through 5. Exodus chapter 20. Mm. Beginning at verse number 3. You must not have any other God but me. He said you must not. Must not have any other God but me. That's a must. That's a command. And that goes for them. 
In Exodus, and that goes for us today, we must not have any other God, put any other God before him. What could any other God be? It could be yourself. It could be your hobbies. It could be different things that you do. Those could be any other God. Go ahead, Brother James. Continuing on, verse 4. You must not make for yourselves an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. What heaven, what idols have you made? Huh? What idols? What you mean? I don't I didn't make no idols, but whatever you love the most, that's your idol. Huh? And it, it, then it said the sea and the whatever, the water or whatever. I thought about fishing when it said that. <laughs> you know, I looked at myself. Read that one more time. Read that passage for me one Verse more time. Four, you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind. Of any kind. Any kind of idol. That could be anything. That could be anything. Go ahead, Brother James. Or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. Okay, so nothing should be before God. Not, you should not put nothing before God with a capital G. Nothing should be before him. Not yourself, not your mate, not your husband, not your kids, nothing. Not your habits, nothing should be before him. Not your bank account, nothing should, not your mama, nobody should be before him. Keep reading for me. Verse number five, you must not bow down. Stop right there, Brother Jane. It said, you must, not, you must again. That's a command. You must not bow down to who, Brother James? To them uh -huh. worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. The God we serve is jealous. You ever been around a jealous person? A jealous person is a person that you, it's scary to be around a jealous person. They're controlling. They want to be first. But the God that we serve, he's jealous in a good way. Uh-huh. Don't put nobody before me. Because the God that we serve, everything that you have, everything that you see here, he created it. And all the diamonds and all the, the gold and all the silver, he put that there so they could have, that it could be there so whenever they need it, when they can use it and they can have it. God put everything there for them. They had water. They had houses. They had everything. And they just came out of slavery for 70 years, and they still forgot about God. What about us as black Americans? We're getting farther and farther away from the 50s, the 60s, from the 40s, 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Every generation was a different generation. The 70s generation was having fun and partying and doing everything, you know. 60s, 50s, and 60s, they were fighting. 70s, they were partying. 80s, they were partying. 90s, they were killing. <laughs> 2000, they just doing any and everything. Think about it. Like Brother James said, we waxing worse. He said, the Lord your God, I am a jealous God who will not tolerate Read, finish reading that for me, Brother James. I am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other God. My Lord. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. Mm -hmm. And entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generation, generation. of those who reject Check me. me. Now we understand what's going on today. You got to be careful when you say you don't believe in God. You got to be careful when you turn your back on God. 
you got to be careful when, when your, one of your kids leave the Lord's church. You got to be careful about those things. You got to be careful when you say you believe some of the Bible, but you don't believe all of the Bible. You got to be careful about those things because that sin might not come back to you. It might go back to your kids. You got to be careful how you treat people. You got to be careful what you do to people. You got to be careful what you say to people. And you got to do everything that you do. You should do it for the purpose of serving a jealous God. Matthew 22, 27. Master Paul, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? Uh, that's Matthew 22. Yes, sir. I want, I want, uh, try 37. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord. Jesus replied, you must what? You must love the Let's Lord. Let go that must again. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord with what? Your God with all your heart. With all your heart. All if you should soul. give, if you're going to love God, you got to give him everything. You can't have step with God. You got to give him all your love. All your might and what else, Harry? All your soul and, and all your mind. With all your soul and your mind. That seems like all to me. That seems like everything to me. That don't that don't seem like one day we own and one day we off. That seems like everything. You must. He said you must. Jesus said you must love the Lord with your God. See, the problem is, is he your God? Or something else your God? With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then Matthew 6, 33, we don't have to go there. I say, seek the kingdom of God first, and then everything will be added unto you. See, the problem is God can't be a close second. He can't be third. He can't be fourth. If he can't be first, he don't want to be none of that. That's just like your wife saying, you know what? I'll be, be third. I'll be second. Think about it. Let's put that in, our, in that perspective. We understand that. You know, these women start cutting. <laughs> they're not going to have that. And they're not going to have nobody to come in and disrespect them like that. If somebody came and disrespected them wholeheartedly, they'll do something about it. That's how God is. That's how God was with them. See, I had to put it down there. We understand that. Now, that's just, you ain't got to be married and y'all just friends, and that's disrespectful. That's a, that's a lesson for another day. If Jesus can't be first, he can't be, he can't be last. God bless those who put him first. If you put God first, he'll bless you. But if you put him last, he's not going to bless you. You know what? Every day we're fighting for competition in our lives for first place. What do you mean? Some jobs tell you when before you hire, this is your life. You're not going to have another, another life. You're on call 24-7. So when we call you, you have to be here. Y'all didn't understand that. You ever had that person that always on call, always going to work, always doing something? I have a friend, um, he makes so much money that he don't even have time to enjoy it. Because he's always working. He don't even have time to, to, to enjoy what he's making because they are always working. Because the job called for them to always be there. You know, 
marriage uh, went to the trash because he was always at work. Didn't have a relationship with his kids because he was always at work. You know, he put that first. He, the, the, his priorities was misplaced. And when you have misplaced priorities, then, especially with God, you can't please him. Let's think of some of the things that, that's fighting for first. Job, wife, kids, school, mother, father, brother, sister. You don't have to tell me what's first in your life. All you got to do is show, like Brother James always say, show me your daily calendar and show me your checkbook and I can tell you what's first in your life. Show me your daily calendar and show me your checkbook and I can tell you what's first in, in, in your life. Where your money is, where your heart is. If you look at my checkbook, you're going to see Bass Pro Shop. That's what you're going to see. Or ordering something for fishing online. You're going to see uh, Tackle Warehouse. That's what you're going to see. What yours say, though? Now mine say public subs. Every day we eat public subs. I eat another salad and another sub. I don't know what I'm going to do. But that's, that's, what, that's what it is. If you show me your checkbook and you show me your daily calendar, I guarantee you God is nowhere on the, no, no. Show me your giving. Show me your time you're putting in studying. Show me the time you're teaching somebody. Show me the time you're trying to encourage one of your brothers and sisters. Show me the time that you are trying to do something to, to build the household of Southwest Broward. Show it to me. Brother Steve, let's go back to Haggai and read verse 5 for me. Haggai, verse number 5. Uh-huh. And it reads, This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. You know what that means? It says, look at your ways. It says, look at yourself. Look at what you're doing. See, sometimes we need to take a look at our ways, look at what we are doing, look at how we are trying to handle things. He said, look at what you're doing. Think about it. I always say, think about what you're doing. Can I read from the Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Verse 5, and it reads, Now, therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. What are your ways like? Is it all about you? Is it all about your kids? Is it all about what you want to do? It's all, what, what are your ways? You know, you in a marriage, you in a relationship. If it ain't your way, it ain't right. You don't want to compromise. You don't want to talk to nobody because you can't have your way. Consider your ways. When was the last time you compromised? When was the last time you said, you know what, I understand. We're going to do it your way. When was the last time you said that? I'm not saying going something going against God's word, but if you know, if some people, if it's not their idea, it's not their way, it's not the right way. He said, Haggai say, consider your ways. And the Israelites needed to consider their ways because of what they was doing. I done gave you the best, and then you're gonna turn your back on me? Consider your ways. Do me a favor. Uh, Brother James, go to James. We're going to James. I got James going to James. 1, 23. 
Yes, sir. It's one of your favorite scriptures, Brother Jane. I thought about you going here. James chapter 1 beginning at verse number 23. Mm -hmm. For if you listen to the word, verse 23, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at yourself, at, at your face in a mirror. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror. We need to look at the man in the mirror. You know, we so busy looking at everybody else, what they're doing and how they handling that situation. What about us? What are we going to do? We need to look at the man in the mirror and we need to change the man in the mirror. If that man in the mirror is in sin, that man need to change. If you know you are dealing with different situations, you need to change. Keep going for me, Brother Jane. Continuing on. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Uh-huh. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it said and don't forget what you heard then god will bless you for doing it. you know the problem is we're trying to correct everybody else but we're not correcting ourselves we're not correcting the man in the middle keep going for me brother jane we're going to finish that all the way out to 27 mm -hmm. if you if what you claim to be religious, religious but don't control your tongue. Uh-huh. You're fooling yourself. yourself. Uh-huh. And if your and your religion is worthless, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Have we refused to let the world corrupt us? Huh? Have we refused to let the world corrupt us or we just blend it in? Huh? Or we, we just saying, you know what, it's all right. It's all right. I do that. But are we, no, nah, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. Go ahead. I'll see you later. I don't care who it is. It could be your family member. It could be your wife. It could be your husband. It could be whomever. Don't let them corrupt you. We, we have too many people in the Lord's church where people outside of the Lord's church have too much influence over them. And we supposed to be the script, the Christian. We have scripture. We have we have been given everything to deal with different situations, and we let everybody outside of the Lord's church control the way we think and the way we act. Where they do that at? Huh? You don't have no influence over nobody else. You can't persuade nobody to do what you did. Stop letting people influence you. Stop letting people have more persuasion over you. Stop following the world. Stop doing those things. And do what the word of God says. I mean, and then the reason why we continue to struggle financially, spiritually, and emotionally because we're following the world. And it's just like we got a bag and we keep putting things in it. But it continues to come out because we got a bag of holes in it. You know what? The next thing that that the reason why the Israelites didn't build the household of the Lord because they had a problem with procrastination. If you have a problem with procrastination, I, I I'm not the only one in here. Pro, you know what? I'm gonna pay that bill tomorrow. I'm gonna call them tomorrow. I'm gonna call that brother tomorrow. I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to none of us. You know what? I guarantee you, Mr. Scully said he had plans for him and his wife. 
You know, me and Tasha having plans for making a trip for our anniversary legs. How we know we're going to be able to make that trip? Huh? Tomorrow's not promised. We need to take care of the Lord's business today. Steve, let's go back to Haggai, and we're going to start at verse 2. Uh huh. The people are saying the time has not yet come. Stop right there, Brother Steve. They said the time has not yet come. The Lord didn't say that. The Lord gave them everything that they needed to build His house. They didn't have to go to Home Depot. They didn't have to. They had all the tools. They had all the lumber. They had everything to build His house. And they said it was the time have not come. You know why? Because they was building their own houses. They were worrying about themselves. They were filling up their own stomach. And they was doing everything that they wanted to do. And they said the time has not come yet. The Lord didn't say that. He said, when you get there, I want you to build my temple. And I want you to establish worship. So if he said that, the time has come. So what about us today? The time is here to establish worship. And to continue to build his house. But you can't establish worship if you never in worship. You can't build his house if you never tell nobody else about his house. Procrastination is one of the worst things. You know what? It was 16 years later and they didn't finish the household of the Lord. You mean it's 16 years? It was 16 years later. That's procrastination. That's bad, Steve. 16 years. But their house was finished. Their house was looking good like it was in, in Utah somewhere on the mountain. They, everything in their house was good. But they didn't, they didn't build a household of the Lord. They forgot about the house of the Lord. Because God gave them everything that they needed. He gave them wells. He gave them houses. He gave them land. He gave them cattle. He gave them the best. And God has given us the best because he gave us his son. And he died that, that cruel death on the cross. So we can't say, we can't separate ourselves from the Israelites. We do. He gave us Jesus. He gave up his best to save the worst. And we need to understand that. He didn't procrastinate when he gave up his best. He didn't procrastinate. He said, go do it. He said, go do it. And he did it. He didn't procrastinate. So we need to stop procrastinating when it comes to, down to the Lord's work. Whatever the Lord tell us to do, whatever the Lord uh, say do, we need to do it then. Did you finish that out for me, Steve? Uh-huh. The time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Uh-huh. Now that's good right there. You know what? There are a lot of things that we say. I'm going to get baptized. You know, you ever teach somebody, you know what, I'm going to get baptized tomorrow. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm coming back to church. If I had a dollar for every time somebody told myself and Brother James that they was coming back to church, I think I could retire. I'm coming back to the Lord. I'm coming back. I'll be there Sunday. You wait for Sunday, you don't see them. You go around their house and you don't see them. And then y'all ask us, what about this person? What about that person? I done been there five, six times. And they said they done told me to my face, I'm coming back. And then they never come back. I, and my next thing to them, I say, you don't have to come back here. 
but just go somewhere in the Lord's church. You don't have to come back here. And then the next thing they say, no, that's my home church. I'm coming back there. If it's your home church, you need to be here. Imagine somebody never coming home to their house. If this your home church, then come. If this your home church and you say you love everybody here, then come back. One of the brothers said, uh, he said he had a friend that was in the Lord. He said, he, friend kept telling him, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. He came back, but the next time he came back, he was, he was in the front. He was in the casket. Don't let that be us. Don't let that be somebody in your family. When you come back to the Lord, that's why we say come back to the Lord before it's everlasting too late. Do right. Change your ways. Look at the man in the mirror. Do what you're supposed to do. Stop worrying about the next man. We so worried about the next man's sin, and then we forget about the log in the eye. I'm not saying if you see a brother sinning, not to go to him. I'm not saying that. Always telling myself and Brother James, I'm coming back. I'm going to break that bad habit I got. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do better. If I heard that too, I'd be rich too. I'm going to do better. We're going to do better. Until you get them $50 out of us, and then you will never see you no more. Harry, let's take a look at a man who procrastinated. Let's go to Acts, and then I'm going to sit down. I'm sitting down. Acts 24. Acts 24, and I want verse 22. Acts 24, starting at verse number 22. Okay. Now, we're going to look at a man who procrastinated. Remember that. Go ahead. At the point, Felix, who was quite familiar with the way, adjoined the hearing and said, Wait until the seest. The garrison commander arrives, then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. Mm -hmm. Verse 24, a few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, singing for Paul. They listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus. They listened as he told them the gospel. Now, Felix was the governor. Governor Felix, he was the governor, and he came back with his wife. And then Paul, regardless of what situation he was in, Paul taught the gospel. This man is in jail, and he's teaching the governor. He didn't care who he was. He didn't care what rank he had. He didn't care how much power he had. He's teaching the governor. Keep going for me, Brother Harry. Verse 25. Uh-huh. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. He became what, Brother Harry? He became frightened. Okay. Procrastination will make you frightened. It'll make you scared. Keep going for me, Brother Harry. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He said, go away for now. When it's a convenient time, I'll call for you again. The convenient time is now. Because tomorrow is not promised to you. For Governor Felix, the convenient time was right now. And he didn't take the chance to take the opportunity. The convenient time is not now. Uh, who has that from the King James? Just verse, uh, 
Verse 25. Verse 25. Uh huh. And I see reason of righteousness, uh -huh. and judgment to come. Felix trembled. He trembled, uh huh. And answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. The convenient season is right now. The convenient season, whatever you're getting into, whatever's going on in your life, the convenient season is right now. Just like all those people who tell Brother James and myself, they coming back. Just like when you teach somebody, they say, well, I'm going to get baptized next time or whatever. The convenient season is right now. Because tomorrow is not promised to none of us. I don't know that, that brother in Memphis, he, he probably had plans for this week. The time is now. The time is now. This is the convenient time for Southwest Broward. This is the convenient time for Brother D. This is the convenient time for Brother James. The time is now, not tomorrow, not later. This is the convenient time. First, keep reading for me, Harry. He also hoped that Paul would write him. So he sent for him quite often. You know what is so amazing when I read that? He said, now I'm teaching you the gospel. Why am I bribing? Huh? What what I'm gonna bribe you for? He hoped that Paul would bribe him. You see the mindset and the mentality the governor has? So when you see our governor with that mindset and, and mentality, just go back to Felix. Look at the mindset that they have. And when you see governors and you see people in, in power taking bribes, go back to Felix. Go back to Felix. Keep going for me. Verse 27. Mm -hmm. After two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus. Mm -hmm. And because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. Mm -hmm. He left him in prison. Man tried to teach him, tried to, tried to do everything for him, and he left him in prison, trying to please somebody else. We got to stop being people pleasers, and we need to please God. And Felix was trying to please somebody else, and he left him in prison. He left him in prison. I would do it at a more convenient time. The time is now. The day of salvation is here. Brother Steve, do me a favor. Let's go back to Haggai. And we're going to continue reading. What's the next verse? Um, verse number seven. Keep going. Let's go. Verse 7. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber, and rebuild my house. Mm -hmm. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. When you do the Lord's work and you do it with, a, with gladness of heart, then God will take pleasure with you. Keep reading for me, Brother Steve. You hoped for rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. See, God will blow your stuff away. See, you know who put the holes in their bag, God? You know why you can't do it? Because God, you're not putting him first. And when you don't put him first, and just like they were talking about, well, well, Brother James was talking about this morning, the lady say anytime you see when God did something bad or killed somebody, that's not of God. No, God will blow holes in your bag. God will take away your family. God will take away whatever you are putting before him, he'll take it away. And he'll let you live to see it. He'll let you live to suffer with it. He sure will. Your kids, the ones you put on a, that pedestal, 
you know? Your money, your job, he'll take it away from you. You ever seen them people been working on a job for 20 and 30 years, and then the next thing, they get fired or they get left go, let go? He'll take it away because you put that before him. Keep reading for me, Brother Steve. Why? Because my house lies in ruins. Because his house lies in ruins. Y'all don't pretty up y'all house and y'all got the best Then went to floor and decor Then went to El Dorado Then went to Home Depot and did everything but you ain't bringing nothing in the Lord's house won't teach a class won't do nothing won't put nothing first well you know what this person in the Lord's church might need this this brother might need this this sister might need this you know what I didn't call this sister I didn't do this for this brother we won't do nothing Keep going for me, uh, uh, Steve. Says the Lord of Heaven's armies, while all of you are busy building your own fine houses, it's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. Why your bank account can't continue to grow? Because God is holding it away from you. See, he held water away from them. He do. That dew in the morning, that be in the grass, you know, that's better than almost water in your grass. Because the dew is, that dew, that morning dew, it, it, it neutralizes your grass and it make your grass green. Verse 11, Brother Steve. Verse 11. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills. Mm -hmm. A drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all your other crops. Mm -hmm. A drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get. And when you don't put God first, he'll starve you. He'll take it away from you. He'll take it away from you. Now, just like Brother James always say, there's one side to a story, but there's another side to a story. We have the opportunity to make it right, just like the Israelites. Keep reading for me, Brother Steve. Verse 12. Verse 12. <laughs> then Zer Zerubbabel, uh -huh. son of Sheltel, mm. and Jeshua, son of Jehoshadak, uh -huh. the high priest, priest, and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God. So now they're beginning to obey the message. They're beginning to do what God told them to do. It shouldn't have took 16 years to build this house. It shouldn't have took 16 years to establish worship. Keep going for me, Brother Steve. When the Lord heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. Uh-huh. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message, message from, from the Lord. Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. Uh-huh. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel's son, Shaitel, uh -huh. governor of Judah, and the enthusiasm of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, uh -huh. and the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people. People, uh-huh. They began to work on the house of their God, the Lord of Heaven's armies, on September 21st of the second year of King Darius's reign. Are you willing to work on the house of the Lord this morning? Or are we going to continue to work on our own house? Are you going to put the household of God first? 
or you're going to put everything else before him. Remember, we said the Lord we serve is a jealous God. Brother Harry, do me a favor. Go to Galatians 5, 7. You know what? It was not how the Israelites started, but it was how they finished. It was not how the Israelites started, but how they finished. We have the avenue of repentance. We have the avenue to make everything right. It was not how they started, but how they finished. Galatians 5, number 7. You were running the race so well. Uh-huh. You were running the race so well. A lot of us have been running the race so well. Uh-huh. Who has held you back from following the truth? Who has held you back from doing the work of the Lord? Who is it or what is it has held you back from doing the work of the Lord? Did, did you finish it out? Yes. Who has held you back? What is it? But if you've been held back, this is the time today to make it right. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to start doing and continuing to build the household of the Lord as we stand and sing a song of invitation. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing? Are you washed in the 